I had a coach used to say, win or lose, leave your blood on the ice. Good coach. Yeah. You're what coach would call a yellow ice player. Kind that wets his pants when things get rough. You're going to keep lying about your friend, or you're going to stand up and be a man. Objection. I'm not lying. You want to run right now, don't you? I didn't run. Or you're going to put your guts on the ice this time. What's it going to be? Yellow or red? Yellow or red? Yellow or red? What am I supposed to do? What are you supposed to do when the ones with all the power are hurting those with none? Well, for starters, you stand up. You stand up and tell the truth. You stand up for your friends. Objection, Your Honor. You stand up even when you're all alone. You stand up. Everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Yeah, I thought this one was—I uh, thought this song was apropos to go with uh, what I'm, uh, what I brought on that that movie clip from North Country for. And I'll tell you, uh, this week was Halloween, and. This all was spurred by a, a little conversation that uh, Don and I and uh, two couples from our neighborhood sat on uh, one of our neighbors' uh, uh, front porch, and we handed out handed out a uh, Halloween candy as the few kids that will walk to the top of our street uh, got this year. And uh, while we were out there, everybody was having cocktails, and um, we got on the subject of uh, Kevin Spacey, which led to a conversation about. Uh, Harvey Weinstein and all the talk that's been on TV about the Harvey Weinstein thing and how he treated these women and um, and we all agree that Harvey Weinstein is a pig and uh, and he's uh, he's not a good person and he probably needs to go to jail if uh, if in fact he did rape the uh, women that he raped um, but um, Don brought up the uh, fact that the little that she was kind of bothered by the fact that the the little boy who the little boy the 14 year old kid that apparently got uh, assaulted or uh, inappropriately touched by uh, Kevin Spacey waited 30 years to say anything and uh, say you know a 14 year old boy is not not a little kid and then she brought up that uh, hey you know these women that uh, that were inappropriately uh, treated by Harvey Weinstein weren't little weren't little girls either they were adults in their 20s or or older and um, we got into an argument about who has the right and uh, these women should not have to put up with that and I said well they had the right to say no they could have said no and walked they could have you know uh, used what they did what they needed to do to get away and and walked and the fact that this has been going on in the movie industry uh, for many years and many people didn't say anything. And, uh, well, they wanted to work in their, they wanted to work in their, uh, in their industry. I said, say, you know what? The movie industry isn't their industry. 
This is an, you know, it's, it's an industry that they want to be a part of. And at some point you, uh, you make a decision what's important to you and, uh, and you can say no. And, uh, and then they never work. Well, that's not necessarily true. You just stand up and you make a lot of noise and, uh, say, well, one person's just going to be pushed out. Well, I'm, I'm persecuting the whole Hollywood industry for not standing up and say, Hey, you know what? There's a, you know, one person, one person jumps in and then another person stands next to him and another person stands next to him and another person stands next to him. And I brought up the movie North Country, um, which that scene, that initial scene was from North Country where uh, Charlize Theron plays a girl. And it's a true story where uh, she uh, the women were being uh, inappropriately treated not the same kind of uh, inappropriate treatment, but they were being abused by the guys in a in a mine in Minnesota, and uh, and she took him to court, and no one would stand with her until the intensity in that courtroom got high enough that the other women that were watching stood up one at a time, and they all got brave together, and uh, and I and I pulled out my my uh, DVD of it because I've got a, a rather large library of DVDs from do- these years of pulling movie clips and uh i hand it to my neighbor and uh i've used that use that clip at the beginning and you know what say one person one person can't do it i said yes they can you know one twig one to I, I i referred to this twig uh, comment from a movie called act of valor it comes to said although a single twig will break a bundle of twigs is strong a bundle of twigs is strong one person stands up and this is and this just doesn't apply to to Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey and anybody else who's who's like this, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, any of this, it's about everything. You know why is it okay that Bo Bergdahl uh, deserted his deserted his his platoon in Afghanistan and uh, several several uh, several Marines went after him and uh, to you know he he joined the Taliban. Several Marines went went looking for him and a few of them got killed and several got got uh, permanently permanently and not permanently injured. Uh, and then President Obama decides to trade uh, trade five uh, major terrorists in, uh, from Guantanamo Bay and a couple of pallets full of uh, American cash in exchange with uh, with the Taliban to get uh, to get back Bo Bergdahl and saluted him as a hero. And now we find out that he pleads guilty to uh, to uh, desertion and he gets off with a dishonorable discharge and no jail time no execution obama gets away with all that stuff everybody involved in that got away with that why isn't somebody standing up why is it okay that the irs the irs persecuted and and uh, you miss and misused their power to uh, discriminate against conservative uh, conservative organizations trying to get uh, tax exempt status, and no, and nobody, you know, Lois Lerner, uh, John Koskinen, nobody in the IRS got had to pay for that. Why is it okay that Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, has gotten away with all this stuff that we've been talking about for weeks, and nobody's going after the Clintons? People have died from that. Anybody who crosses paths with the Clinton Clintons, how come nobody is standing up and doing something about that? You know what? You remember when some when you see something like this that's affecting your life, stand up. And if something similar has happened to you and you see one of your friends standing up, you stand up with them. This is a moment 
when we get to see uh, when we get to stand up for our country, and we have one guy standing up against all the wrong stuff that's going on. It's uh, Donald Trump, and he's standing up, and we should all stand with him and stop with the uh, stop with the what the what the uh, the mainstream media is doing. You know what? Hey, all that stuff going on in the movie industry, and Meryl Streep stands up at the Academy Awards and and makes a makes a judgment on him about something he said to another guy with another guy alone talking guy talk with no women around and makes a judgment on 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 him while they all keep quiet about Harvey Weinstein all these people making judgments on Donald Trump for for what when all this stuff's going on you know what hey you know what uh, Madonna and uh and uh the nasty woman um Ashley Judd uh, you know, making these making these these things about what a what a mean person and what a terrible person he is, it it amazes me. We listen to that, but we won't stand up when something's wrong. And then, hey, you know, Harvey Weinstein, he took away our rights. Guess what? You could stand up, and you know what? Be strong. You don't have to be an actress. You don't have to. You don't have to give up your uh, your uh, your your uh, character and your your pride and your dignity for any kind of a job. So anyway, that's just my that's just my opinion. Welcome to it. So uh, anyway, we're gonna talk. I just that was just a little Halloween thing that came up and and uh, you know be strong, be strong. Let's stand up for uh, what makes America great. We'll talk more more about that and everything that's happened this week. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. Located here in Southern California, offices all over the place. If you uh, wanna, if you wanna get involved in uh, any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and you need financing, and you wanna deal with someone who thinks like you, assuming you think like me, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. One last time, day or night, toll free area code eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. If you wanna get in touch with me, but you don't wanna talk on the phone, you'd rather send me an email or a digital message or something. Go to WCCLoans.com, W-C-C-L-O-A-N-S.com. Click on uh, the Loan Center, click on Apply Now, put in as much information as you want me to have and tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from me or one of my uh, one of my my uh, teammates and we will help, uh, help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Whether you want to buy a new house, whether you want to buy a vacation home, buy an investment property, you want to refinance one of the properties you have, or if you're over 62 and you want to get some straight talk about that great, uh, that great financing vehicle everybody's talking about, the reverse mortgage, call me or go online and get me at WCCLoans.com. Uh, if you'd like to hear something uh, repeated that um, that I said on the show, you can hear the repeat at uh, edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as a few uh, past shows. Also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, subscribe and have it download to your um, to your device, your phone, your iPod, your iPad, your computer, whatever you listen to podcasts on, you can do that, and it's and it's free. Um, connect with the show on Facebook. Uh, at Ed Hoffman is my Twitter uh, my Twitter handle at Ed Hoffman and uh, like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash the main event Ed Hoffman. If you hear something that makes you mad or you hear something that inspires you, call the uh, listener hotline at 855-640-2092. All right, so let's talk about uh, what's going on in this in this uh, in this country this week. 
Tuesday, Tuesday, eight people. Tuesday, Halloween, uh, eight people in uh, Lower Manhattan were killed, uh, and twelve other people hurt. And uh, twelve other people hurt when twenty-nine-year-old uh, scumbag uh, uh, Saifulo Saipov mowed, da- mowed them down with a pickup truck he rented from Home Depot in New Jersey. Uh, Democrats are calling for the banning of Home Depot rental trucks because it because they kill people um, all by themselves. Eventually, uh, eventually, he crashed into a school bus. Authorities believe that's the only reason he did not continue to run over pedestrians. Uh, word I heard was he rented a uh, rented the same truck a week or two earlier to practice maneuvers to kill as many people as he could. I happened to be talking about this this morning with my uh, trainer Margot, and I said, "Hey, there's a there's another uh, class you could teach. You could develop a uh, train to be able to deal with a truck driving over the crowd you're in." Hey, learn how to be able to jump and roll over the top of the car so as not to be crushed underneath it. Some good uh, personal training uh, advice. Anyway, um, so he exited, he exited the truck brandishing a pellet gun and a, and a paintball gun. An NYPD uh, and, a, and a New York Police Department officer shot him in the abdomen. I assume that he didn't get out with the knives. He had multiple knives found in the truck. I assume he got out because he wanted to be shot uh, by a police officer and they wouldn't know whether it was a pellet gun or a real gun. Or a uh, paintball gun. Um, the victims who died were five five people from Argentina. There on a thirty year high school reunion, um, two young American men and a mother from Belgium. So I guess six of them were not Americans, but they were still in America. Um, in the hot and uh, also in I know that one of the twelve people hurt. One of the girls I don't know how old she was, but she had to have both her legs amputated. Uh, I don't know. This doesn't seem like terrorism at all, but uh, you know what? Uh, it's, let's try to let's try to keep the the unit. Let's kind of hold hold us together and unify. Unify for what? This guy's a, a Muslim. This guy's a uh, a terrorist. And uh, some lady had legs Tuesday morning. Now she doesn't. In his hospital room after the attack, Saipov asked police if they could hang an ISIS flag over his bed. And he expressed glee for what he did. He also said he chose Halloween as the day for the attack so he could get target the most people possible. He's a scumbag. Hey, here's what we know about this scumbag. Uh, Sayapov is from Uzbekistan. He'd been living in the United States since 2010. After moving from Uzbekistan in 2010, Saipov bounced across the United States. He married his wife, Nozima Odalova, also from uh, Uzbekistan, while staying with the family members in Ohio. He was 25, she was 19. Uh, on their 2013 marriage license, Saipov's occupation is listed as truck driver. He registered two businesses in Ohio, Safe Motors, S-A-Y-F. Ooh, there's a, there's a, what's the word I'm looking for? They sound like something, but it's spelled like something else. Safe Motors Incorporated in 2011 and Bright Auto LLC in 2013. The couple had three children, eventually settled down in Patterson, New Jersey, Although he's also lived in Florida, and he was arrested in Missouri in 2015 for failing to appear in court on a citation concerning his truck brakes. He was released on $200 bond. While living in New Jersey, Saipov drove for Uber. Makes you feel good about taking Ubers, doesn't it? Um, the company says he, he passed their background check. On the federal level, Saipov had never been subject to an FBI investigation, and the NYPD confirmed he was not being monitored by their department, even though... Even though he was linked to social media accounts that contain ISIS-related material, you know what? Why doesn't the FBI just 
monitor Facebook, monitor Twitter, monitor Instagram, monitor whatever there is on social media for guys that are connected with ISIS websites. Look, you know, they could, they don't have to, uh, to monitor our personal stuff. They could monitor the, the social stuff, the stuff that's public. And, uh, and they could, they could uh, find guys that they need to be keeping an eye on. Obviously, law enforcement could have done a better job watching Saipov and preventing this attack, but at least they're being honest about his motives. Here's uh, New York Police Department Deputy Commissioner John Miller. It appears that Mr. Saipov had been planning this for a number of weeks. He did this in the name of ISIS um, and along with the other items recovered at the scene was um, some notes that further indicate that. He appears to have followed um, almost exactly to AT, the instructions that ISIS has put out in its social media channels before with instructions to their followers on how to carry out such an attack. Now let's talk about Saipov. You know, at least they're talking about him as a as a terrorist. We're not we're not uh, we're not trying to call it a um, Halloween violence, workplace violence in the on the sidewalks of lower Manhattan. Um, Saipov got here through the diversity lottery visa, which, uh, it's something most Americans have never heard of. Guess who introduced this bill to Senate back in 1990, New York's own Chuck Schumer. That's why president, uh, Trump has tweeted on Wednesday. The terrorists came into our country country through what is called the diversity visa lottery program, a Chuck Schumer beauty. I want merit base, which means he wants, uh, he wants us to do what various other countries like Australia do. That hey, if you want to come here, what do you bring in here that that we want? What are you know? What do you have to offer? Do you have a, a trade? Do you have money? Do you have a business? Are you bringing something? Do you are or are you going to be just a drag on the on the American economy? Schumer, in response to Trump's tweet, said, "I guess it's not too soon to politicize a tragedy. Tra- tragedy." Um, and you know what's funny is you saw Big Bird. I mean, uh, Mayor De Blasio and Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York get on TV in their press conference, say, we don't want to politicize this. And then five minutes later, they went on to say how Donald Trump's tweets were were not good and start uh, taking shots at Trump. Here's more information on the diversity lottery program from Washington Post story this week. Uh, from Romania to Nepal, they call it the golden ticket, a diversity visa lottery that offers citizens of countries with low immigration rates a chance to come to the United States. Created in 1990, the program issues up to 50,000 visas a year to people with, from dozens of countries. The aim is to mix up the nation's melting pot, although the visas are a tiny fraction of the roughly 1 million green cards the government issues annually. You know what? I think the fact that it's a, that it's a tiny fraction is why they think it's okay. I just don't think it's okay for one American to lose their life because we let some dude that uh, that uh, we don't even know who he is because he had the golden ticket and he uh, he got chosen a in a uh, random lottery of who gets to come to the United States. I just don't think that's responsible. Yeah, but we can't discriminate against Muslims and say these people can't come into our country. Why not? Why not? So uh, with that in mind, here's President Trump during the public portion of, the, of this week's cabinet meeting. Diversity lottery sounds nice. It's not nice. It's not good. It's not good. It hasn't been good. We've been against it. So we want to immediately work with Congress on the diversity lottery program, on terminating it, getting rid of it. 
We want a merit-based program where people come into our country based on merit. And we want to get rid of chain migration. This man that came in, or whatever you want to call him, uh, brought in with him other people. And he was a point, he was the point of contact, the primary point of contact for, and this is preliminarily, 23 people that came in or potentially came in with him. Uh, and that's not acceptable. So what chain migration, and you've heard a lot of people talking about this since uh, Tuesday, chain migration is, uh, and it's something that uh, Ann Coulter uh, went into uh, specifically in her book, uh, Adios America, that came out a year ago, um, or maybe it was two years ago. Um, but it, what it is, is we let one person come, come in, and then because we let this one person, they're allowed to bring in their immediate family and their distant family. So this guy, you know, you could bring in your, your mom and your dad and your kids and your aunt and your uncles and your cousins and your, uh, and your cousins, the next door neighbors, uh, best friends. And, and this guy brought in 23 people and that has been confirmed since, since, uh, that press conference and you get to bring in all these people and they, and the only, only vetting they got was their friends. Just like the uh, guy in uh, San Bernardino that shot up the place, uh, um, Farood Saik Farood, Farouk, Farouk, and he brought in he brought in his fiance from Pakistan, was it? I think it was Pakistan. And uh, well, she's she's uh, this guy's a citizen, so he's bringing in his his uh, fiance. We didn't we didn't uh, vet her, and then she proceeded to to uh, radicalize. Uh, her husband, and next thing you know, there's, uh, I don't know, four, was it 14, 19? There's a whole bunch of people in, in uh, San Bernardino that died because of that. Um, you know what? We need, to, we need to use some common sense. Then uh, Hannity had, uh, had three people on his show the other night. Uh, he had uh, Geraldo Rivera, who's a moron. He had uh, Sebastian Gorka, uh, and he had uh, Pam Geller on. Uh, listen to this exchange. When Governor Cuomo, within minutes, minutes of the attack, mm -hmm. says there is no broader, broader conspiracy, this is a lone attacker. Governor, there is no way on God's earth you, you guys can raise know a great that point. within minutes of an attack. Yeah, Geraldo Lesworth. There's no way he can know that. Real quick. So, well, th I think that that is a defeatist notion. The NYPD has the best surveillance uh, in, in, I think, in the in the Western world it was yeah. on various Muslims and Muslim groups. It was Muslim dismantled groups. by CARE and by Mayor de Blasio. That's, that's it was not true. They are still the very, they are still very active. It's, there's 25,000 Muslims Listen, living in... Last week, a jury convicted a, a Muslim jihadi in a plot to behead me, an ISIS-inspired attack. There have been this numerous is, attacks this is on the, my life by ISIS-inspired... Th this terrorist attack is the first time since 9-11 that they've, they, they've gotten anything like this kind of first success. We are taking prudent actions. When you guys talk about uh, Muslims as being the devil, you overlook the fact that we have a substantial 4%. Who said that? 4%, Who said that? Why do I 4, have to pat on the 4, back every Muslim that doesn't Pam, want to kill me? I expect that. Of our We're not talking about all Muslims. This is We're not talking about, about jihadists. Stop yeah. conflating them together. Moron, Geraldo's uh, a moron. You know what? Hey, this is the the most success or the biggest attack since 9/11. Did you forget about Orlando? About 50 people dead. San Bernardino, uh, Fort Hood. Uh, the, it goes on and on. To all the people that have died in uh, in Geraldo. This is the first one that they've ever had since 9/11. 
You want to hear something even more stupid? Let me listen to this little uh, comment. I think I broke the news today that it was from Passaic, New Jersey, the Home Depot in Passaic, New Jersey, that the dude rented, that the killer, the the scum dog, rented the the, uh, Home Depot truck, the $19 truck. So what you do, as John Miller, the deputy commissioner, has tried to do, you tell the rental guy, if you have a a guy coming up that you think is at all hinky, hey, what are you going to use the truck for? Just curious. And you you get a response. I mean, do the prudent thing rather than than get then say, okay, we're going to bomb us. them back to the Stone Ages in Uzbekistan, which, by the way, was not on the president's list of prohibited countries in his immigration restriction. So if you have a problem with that, you have to take it to the White House. What a moron. This is how we're going to protect the citizens of uh, of, of the United States. We're going to have uh, all the guys that run the rental counter at Home Depot ask people why they're, why they're uh, renting the truck. What are you going to do with this truck? Well, I'm going to mow over a bunch of people and kill them. In ISIS name, uh, yeah, that'll happen. You know what? Uh, just never ceases to amaze me how stupid Democrats are. Hey, anyway, uh, I'm out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, and commercials, and I'll be right back with part two. Everybody and welcome back to the main event, part two. It's just so dramatic with this. I had the tiger music. We have a veritable cornucopia of movie songs and songs from the classic rock age that I'm using these days. Enjoy it. So anyway, uh, I don't talk much about mortgage, mortgage or financing on the show because uh, I find that uh, you guys stop listening unless you're right in the market for it. But if you hear somebody that thinks like you and you're in the market for a, uh, a mortgage, whether it's a refinance or a purchase, purchase a property, or if you need a reverse mortgage if you're a senior, or if you're just thinking about a reverse mortgage, you go, what is this program about? I just don't know who I can trust. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. You can also email me at edhoffman at wccloans.com, edhoffman at wccloans.com. Uh, or 855-640-2020. Remember, if I say something that inspires you, that you want to make comments on, or if I say something that makes you mad, uh, feel free to uh, to voice your uh, your thoughts and, and uh, opinions. 855-640-2092. That's the listener hotline. If you want mortgages, 2020. And if you want... Uh, and if you want to uh, leave your message in, uh, I might just play you on the radio. If I have a show where I have actual extra time, uh, I'm cramped for time. So let's get on to this. Hey, uh, you heard me say earlier that the, at least the law enforcement was honest about what happened in New York. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a, uh, maybe someone. They, now it's the time for them to get truthful with us about what happened in Las Vegas. Um, the Las Vegas police and the FBI were complaining about the internet conspiracy theories that were uh, getting in the way of the investigations. I played one about two or three weeks ago uh, where they thought that uh, Paddock was actually working undercover as an FB- for the FBI and uh, got found out and, uh, and ISIS shot him and then they carried out the, the, the attacks and got away. Um, well, now would be a good time for them to start giving us more information uh, because this week the three survivors of Las Vegas terror attack have unexpectedly died. 
are the Clintons involved in this or what? People that are involved just, just mysteriously die. A woman who died after surviving the ill-fated October 1st Country Music Festival in Las, Las Vegas wanted to organize a survivor's group to discuss the confusion surrounding the strange event. Kimberly, and I'm sure her, her family may be listening, so I'm going to take a shot at this last name. Suchomel, S-U-C-H-O-M-E-L. If I mispronounce it, I apologize. 28 years old, died on October 9th in her Apple Valley, California home, five days after posting her version of the events on Facebook. Her Facebook post said, Bullets were coming from every direction, behind us, in front of us, to the side of us. But I know, I just know that there was someone chasing us. The entire time I felt this way. The farther we got from the venue, the closer the gunfire got. I kept looking back, expecting to see the gunmen and say... And I say men because there was more than one person. There, there was more than one gun firing, 100% more than one. I have been watching the news nonstop since I arrived back home, and it just doesn't make sense. The story they are feeding everyone doesn't add up to our eyewitness accounts. There is something wrong with, with what they are saying, and the evidence seems fake, if you ask me. There are multiple people stating that there was a lady towards the beginning of the evening who had made her way to the front, way, way up to the stage, warning people that we're all going to die. She and her boyfriend were escorted off the premises. Why was she not mentioned by authorities? Every single survivor I've talked to also remembers multiple shooters, at least one shooter from the ground. Why aren't we be ta being taken more seriously? Tons of things don't add up. Kimberly also uh, has a friend who made a text message conversation public, made it public. In a message, she says, I'm trying to organize a reunion of survivors because this bleep doesn't add up. Uh, doesn't add up. We are trying to piece things together. Now, if you check out the story on on the website like Snopes, you'll see that this young lady had a seizure condition. But isn't it pretty big coincidence that this condition killed her uh, while she was publicly obsessed with finding the truth about what happened in Vegas and was planning a reunion of other truth-seeking survivors? And I've said it many times, put, put me in a room for six hours with the girlfriend that lived with this guy, and I'll have a pretty good idea why he did it. But the FBI questioned this lady for six hours and, well, we just can't figure it out. These guys, this is what they do for a living is, is suck information out of people. Kimberly isn't the only Las Vegas shooter surviving to, to uh, die mysteriously. In fact, she isn't even the only one to die this week. A husband and wife from Marietta survived the mass shooting at Las Vegas Country Music Festival, only to die in a car crash weeks later. Dennis and Lorraine Carver died after their vehicle crashed into the gate of their La Cresta community uh, and burst into flames on October 16th. The car left the roadway on a curve and hit the metal intercom speaker and two brick pillars outside the home at 11 p.m. The Carvers were pronounced dead at 11.15, the Riverside County coroner said. Now, if you don't know where La Cresta is, La Cresta is, is an area in the, in, the, in the hills, in the mountains above Marietta. And the times that I've been there, because I have some friends that live up there, um, they're nice custom homes on nice view lots and... Poor people don't live down there. Hence, before, uh, hence I, I had my wife go, hey, what kind of car were they driving? They were driving a Mercedes. And they crashed into a gate and two brick pillars and it exploded into flames. I don't know. I think Mercedes are built better than that. Makes me, uh, makes me suspicious. Just makes me suspicious. I don't know. Uh, I don't have anything else to, to go on that one, but just... You know what? Some when it smells like a duck and it waddles like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it's got a big orange bill on the front of its face, it's probably a duck. Just saying, somebody should stand up. And I know Kimberly tried to stand up, and before uh, people could stand up with her, 
I guess that I guess that's supposed to scare people from not standing up. But you know what? Stand up anyway. Get some guns. Uh, two Mueller, two, uh, Mueller uh, uh, Robert Mueller, the special counsel, indicted two former members of the Trump campaign, Paul Manafort and Rick Gates. The men were charged with money laundering and making false statements. They remain on house arrest. Here's the problem. These charges pertain to things that they did in their consulting business prior to 2015. None of these charges have anything to do with Russia's involvement in the 2016 elect- election, which is what Mueller is supposed to be investigating. Do we think he's stepping outside his... Uh, his boundaries there. However, indicting uh, Manafort and Gates may be Mueller's way of pressuring them to talk about their dealings with this guy, George Papadopoulos, who's uh, 30 years old, was a volunteer for the campaign, not a senior advisor like CNN wants to tell you, the Communist News Network wants you to believe. Here's what happened with Papadopoulos. This all according to the court documents. Papadopoulos knew a foreign professor who said he was in contact with well-connected people in Russia. In April 2016, the professor told him Moscow had dirt on Hillary Clinton in the form of thousands of emails. Papadopoulos told Trump campaign about this and repeatedly pressed them to back channel with the Russians the professor told him about. One of these Russians was a woman Papadopoulos believed to be Vladimir Putin's niece. Papadopoulos emailed a high-ranking campaign official in May of 2016 with the subject line, Request from Russia to meet Mr. Trump. The email said Russia has been eager to meet Mr. Trump for quite some time and have been reaching out to me to discuss. The campaign official he emailed is believed to be Paul Manafort. Papadopoulos file also states the official forwarded this email to another campaign official without Papadopoulos included writing. Let's discuss. We need someone to communicate that DT Donald Trump is uh, not doing these trips. It should be someone low-level in the campaign so as not to send any signal. That person, uh, that person Manafort forwarded to is believed to be Richard Gates. So, uh, you know what? Oh, my God. This is, this is major. So that's the real reason uh, Manafort and Gates were indicted, indicted this week, not because of the money laundering in their business, not because Mueller wants them to, to tell. Well, so, so it could be the real reason that Manafort and Gates were indicted this week. Not because of the laundering, money laundering in their business, but Mueller wants them to tell him if there was ever contact between the campaign and the Russians. I, I'm really, I'm really just over this. Uh, they can, they can thank this kid, George, George Papadopoulos, for that. Here's a comment from the White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I think that Papadopoulos is an example of actually somebody doing the wrong thing while the president's campaign did the right thing. All of his emails were voluntarily provided to the special counsel by the campaign. And that is what uh, led to the process and the place that we're in right now was the campaign fully cooperating and helping with that. What Papadopoulos did was lie, and that's on him, not on the campaign, and we can't speak for that. Yeah, so uh, so far it seems like they're out of the scope of the investigation and uh, this just seems rather inappropriate and I think it's a smokescreen to keep our eyes off of Hillary Clinton and uh, oh you know what the other thing I was going to talk about at the beginning we were talking about uh, uh, standing up you know Donna Brazil if you heard the news this week Donna Brazil formerly of uh, CNN and was the uh, one of the big wigs at the Democrat National Committee uh said and said she just released her book i guess and uh and said she real she was mad that um the dnc was uh, in the tank for hillary and had basically given her the election before she'd she'd earned it but she didn't want to shoot the patient she didn't want to kill the patient so she didn't say anything about it something's wrong here folks 
this is our country and everybody's being prosecuted, but I haven't heard anything about a, a, a independent counsel investigating Hillary Clinton for any of the stuff she's done. Something's wrong. So let's talk about tax reform, keeping with their goal to uh, get the tax cuts and jobs act tax cut and jobs act to the president's desk before Thanksgiving house. Republicans unveiled their tax reform package on Thursday. Remember, we talked about this last week um, with uh, with Brooke Horsepool, my CPA, uh, but we didn't have any specifics. And uh, and we have some specifics now, but this is still a framework. It can't go to the president's desk until it passes the Senate. But as of this week, uh, this is how the the uh, the House bill looks. Um, the House bill says it would reduce uh, the number. It reduces the number of tax brackets from seven to four, which I don't know why that is. That's a uh, why that's an issue because who cares what the how many tax brackets they are the tax brackets it's where they line up so the four tax brackets are twelve percent twenty five percent thirty five percent and thirty nine point six which is really forty five point six uh, and let me explain uh, if you make if you're a single person you make under forty five thousand and that's forty five thousand plus your twenty four thousand uh, or or your uh, your twelve thousand or twenty four thousand uh, dollar standard deduction. Do the do single people get twenty four thousand or just married people? I don't remember. Let's talk about married people, because married people is most people that listen to my show. So for married people, it's ninety thousand. So ninety thousand plus your twenty four thousand, twelve percent. Once you go over ninety thousand, you'll pay twenty five percent from uh, from. And I'll just say the married couples two hundred sixty thousand. So from ninety thousand above ninety thousand to two sixty, you'll pay twenty five percent. After two sixty up till five hundred thousand. No, up to a million, you'll pay 35%. If you make more than a million, there's a 39.6 bracket. But what they don't tell you is there's a surcharge on the million-dollar people that uh, that makes up for what they... So you have a surcharge of 6% on your income that uh, kicks in that kicks in for a period until you uh, till they regain what you what you saved, uh, earning for your first ninety thousand past your standard deduction so your first 114,000. So the rich people don't get any any break. If you make more than a million, you don't get that that first 12% on your first 114,000 or the first 90,000 over your dedu- uh, standard deduction uh because you're just not entitled. Uh but the, but the Republicans didn't mention anything about that because um that's a weakness thing. Um it would raise the child tax credit from 16 to 1600 from its current of $1,000. So if you have minor kids that you're shown as deductions, you get earned income tax credit, which to me is is a, a problem, which to me, I'm okay with it as long as you're not getting... I have a, I have a, uh, a personal uh, pet peeve is that people that get back more than they paid in. People that pay less than... No one should pay zero and nobody should pay less than zero. And so for the people not paying zero, I think we should have a national sales tax. And so nobody pays zero because too many people cheat on their taxes and don't report their income. And so they don't pay anything while the rest of us have to pay taxes on stuff because we earn everything legitimately or we have a job, get a W-2, and we have to report all that stuff. The second thing is earned income tax credit should – if you've got taxable income of of, uh, of 5000 bucks. I don't have a problem if you've got five kids and you get uh, five, you get eight thousand uh, dollar earned income tax credit, and you go down to zero. But if they give you that three thousand uh, uh, dollar refund, which I'm paying in money, 
way more way more money than is than is uh, is reasonable, so that you can get three thousand dollars back. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. And you know what? If they keep it like that, get it while you can get it. But I have an issue: is why are why are some people get to pay less than zero, and some people have to pay through the nose? Um, it preserves the popular retirement savings plans, 401k, and individual retirement accounts. Uh, remember last week, the media was stoking stoking the fears that that uh, Republicans wanted to, to take that away. It would uh, allow taxpayers to write off up to ten thousand in state and local property taxes. So, so you uh, you get your your home, you get to uh, write off your property taxes. Some people saying they were going to get rid of get rid of that up to ten thousand bucks. So. For standard people, if you got a three hundred thousand dollar house, you're probably paying three thousand bucks a year in in property taxes or thereabouts, give or take. If you got Melrose, it might be five thousand. And if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're probably making uh, five to seven thousand dollars in state in state taxes. So if you're making a hundred thousand or less, and you've got a house, your uh, your your tax uh, deduction is is intact. It also uh, it also cuts. The limit on mortgage interest deduction, meaning um, you still get to write off your taxes, but it, it, uh, right now you can write off up to a million. In this particular case, uh, they're they're slashing that to five hundred thousand um, for newly pur- for newly purchased homes. I think that's for all homes. I think you just can only write up to five hundred thousand dollars of mortgage interest off per year. And people are the the National Association of Real- Realtors is going crazy about oh people aren't going to have this because now they got the 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 standard deduction goes high, so they're not going to be able to write it off. So what? If the standard deduction went that high that you don't need your need to use your mortgage interest, you still got tax write off. What are you complaining about? And then the uh, the other thing was, uh, oh, people aren't going to buy houses. People don't buy houses because they're getting a tax write off. People buy taxes because they want to own. They want to own. The tax write-off was just a was just a bonus. Um, also, also it keeps from uh, the mega rich, you know. And and I think about it. My my uh, my mortgage on my house right now is about down to about two hundred, two hundred, and uh, and I'm paying really big payments on it to get it to get it paid off in the next year. So I don't have I don't have more than five hundred thousand. But you know, if you make if you make over one hundred thirty thousand. Up to about 260, you don't get you have the, this thing called the alternative minimum tax that jumps in, and the alternative minimum tax says says hey you know if if you write the thing down based on your income you have to pay alternative of this percent, and when you're uh, when it starts at 130 and by the time you hit about 260 ish, by the time you hit there you don't get any benefit from the mortgage interest deduction. Oh I do I get it I make 500 thousand and I get it. You give it to your tax guy and he puts it on there, but had you taken that off, you'd still pay the same amount. It doesn't even buy, it doesn't even make any any difference. The people, oh, you know what? I got all these write-offs and this thing does makes a big difference for me. No, it doesn't. You gotta you gotta you know, you gotta get a tax guy like Brooke Horsepool that will actually talk to you about tax planning. You know, if you if you make more than a couple hundred thousand and you're you doing TurboTax and you're not uh and and you're doing them yourself because you're smart enough, oh, I just bought this this program for 99 bucks and I'm saving because the tax guy charges me 300. Uh, I, I can do it myself. You're wrong. You're wrong. You should have a guy that help you out with your tax planning and know what you're going to do. I know that, uh, I'm going to sit down with Brooke and, and, 
and uh, move some of my some of my income around a little bit to strategize that I don't hit the thirty five percent tax bracket um, because pass throughs from corporations pass throughs like uh, my corporation is an S corp and it so I report uh, profits on my schedule on my personal taxes through Schedule E that's twenty five percent so if I lower if I make my income a certain point if it makes sense I'll just lower my uh, salary and just take company profits as a as a as a uh, income distribution these are little little tricks that little math problems that people need to be aware of people need to be aware of and and try to try to work it out because you know right now my number one my my number one uh expense is taxes i you might you might not be in the same position as i am but you might you might so check it out uh, here's something fun. Senate Democrats were called out by Washington Post for spreading their typical lie that this will hurt the middle class. Democrats uh, Jeff Barkley of Oregon, Robert Casey of Pennsylvania, and our own Kamala Harris, our uh, our senator that you know we could have had somebody somebody good, um, but we got Kamala Harris. Uh, have all tweeted some version of that lie this week in response to the Washington Post fact checker gave them four Pinocchios. You know, Pinocchio, that wood guy with the long nose, he tells a lie, his nose grows longer. The Post wrote, in their haste to condemn the GOP tax plan, Democrats have spread far and wide the false claim that families making less than 86100 on average will face a hefty tax hike. Actually, it's the opposite. Most families in that income range would, would get a tax cut. Any Democrat who spread this claim should delete their tweets and make clear that they were in error. Here's the president talking to the press about that on Thursday. Uh, there was a certain newspaper that wrote today that uh, your competition was out there trying to say it's for the rich, it's for the rich, which they, of course, say routinely. It turned out that they weren't telling the truth. And the paper actually called them on it, which was shocking to me. It was shocking. <laughs> they were called. They said they're not telling the truth because this is a middle income tax reduction. We did uh, last week when uh, Brooke Horsepool was here. We did a we did a couple of uh, of tests at thirty thousand or at fifty thousand, at a hundred thousand, and three hundred thousand, and it didn't make a giant difference for most people. And I mean that giant difference. You know, four thousand dollars a year to me is not a giant difference. If you're making fifty thousand, it probably is. Um, and at the higher levels, you actually paid a little bit more. Um, but there's more to it than that. Um, Apparently, apparently, and I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Nancy Pelosi didn't get the memo on this uh, thing about clearing her tweets uh, because she spouted the same old bull on Thursday. It was just embarrassing. The Ryan McConnell framework is not reform. It is, again, deficit exploding, multi-trillion dollar giveaway to the wealthiest and corporations delivered on the backs of our children, our seniors, and hardworking Americans. So let's uh, let's talk about where this... Where this uh, where this, where they go wrong here, where they go wrong here. The what, what is good, what is good in this tax plan is it cuts corporate taxes down dramatically, and rich people, rich people would, hey, you know the the millionaires and billionaires they're going to save millions of this, and you know the front page of the Press Enterprise on Friday said, you know these are temporary cuts for the for the middle middle income and the low income, but the rich people they're going to save millions and billions on this. Guess what? Rich people that have rich people that have lots of money, they do something with their money. They're not gonna, hey, I'm gonna stick my money in the bank and earn zero point zero 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 two 
uh, interest rate per year on it. They put their money to work. They make money with their money. Rich people, uh, rich people understand that uh, you make you make good money in good markets. You make more money in bad markets, and uh, and so rich people put their money to work. Let, let, let me just give you let me just give you an example. We ran a we ran a scenario. Uh, I was talking with my trainer this morning. Um, we ran a scenario where. Uh, we did his income based on what he said his income was and what his wife's income was. And I say, hey, look, just based on these basic numbers, you're going to save about $4,600 a year. About. You know, and I don't, didn't get all the details and I don't know what his write-offs are. And, and uh, But say $4,600 a year, that's about 100 bucks a week. So based on that, does that help you? Hey, that buys your gas all month. He goes, yeah, that makes a difference. No, it's not not dramatic, but you know, it, I'll take it. I say, but the good thing is that all those other people that he's selling personal training to, that he goes, hey, you know what? Uh, how much is personal training? Three days a week, forty dollars a training thing, hundred twenty a week. That's about five hundred a month. Ah, I can't afford that. How many more customers are you going to get because of that? How many more people are going to get jobs? And you realtors that think that people aren't going to buy houses because they. Uh, because they don't get a tax deduction. Guess what? People buy houses because they have jobs and they can buy houses. Don't don't listen to the media tell you about, well, this deduction is going to hurt us and this deduction is going to hurt us, hurt us. This thing is designed to explode the economy and expand the economy and stimulate the economy so people have jobs. And when people have jobs, they spend more money. They pay, they pay some, everybody pays some taxes and they have more money in their budget and they go to restaurants and they go to car dealers and they go to uh, uh, real estate offices and go buy houses and they go take out uh, and they go uh, fix their car cars and they buy TVs and they buy furniture and the guys that are building the houses that are uh, being hired are roofing it and drywalling it. Hey, you know what? This is how the economy works, everybody. Hey, I'm all out of time for this uh, episode of the main event. If you have a comment on this, call me at 640-855-640-2092 and uh, I will be back again with you next week. The content of this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 096199.